Real Happy Mom podcast, the weekly podcast for busy working moms to get inspiration, encouragement, and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. My name is Tony Ann, and you are listening to episode 171. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. I'm super excited to be back again here with you to share another great conversation with another great guest. Today, I have Rosanna Berardi, who is going to be sharing with us some tips on how to make our lives simpler as working moms. Now, this is something that I know that I am constantly trying to do, trying to find ways to simplify my life so that I don't have to deal with all the fluff and the things that don't really matter. But before we jump into this week's episode, wanted to make sure that you knew about the Time Transformational Toolkit. Now, if you are stressed because you are not spending enough time with your kids or you have never, never enough time to do the things you enjoy and you really just want to stop feeling overwhelmed with your to-do list, I have something that is going to help you with all of that and more. And that is the Time Transformational Toolkit. This is my self-paced course that is going to help you with time management, habits, routines, and mindset strategies for you as a busy working mom. Now, I get it going through having a son and trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do with him and then also trying to show up um, at work. It was really difficult trying to juggle all the things, but over time I have learned how to simplify things and to actually have time to do things I enjoy. And I want to share this with you. So head on over to realhappymom.com slash time to get your hands on the time transformational toolkit. If you're ready to stop wishing and dreaming but start living out the life that you really want so that you can start to do the things you enjoy and start beating yourself up about things that aren't really important. All right, that is realhappymom.com slash time to get your hands on the Time Transformational Toolkit. All right, now let's go ahead and jump on in to this week's episode. All right. Awesome. Well, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you on this afternoon. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to chat. Yes, yes. I definitely wanted to have a conversation with you just because I feel like we have so many similarities, but there's still a lot of things that I can learn from you. So before we jump into our conversation that I wanted to have today, I would like for you to share a little bit about you and what you do. Sure. So I'm Rosanna Berardi. Um, My day job is I'm an immigration lawyer. Um, I've been helping people achieve their American dreams for almost 25 years. Um, Absolutely love that. I'm also the creator of Highwire Woman, which is a consulting business for busy working women. And we're all trying to stay on that high wire of life, uh, not fall to our death. (laughs) Because we have so many things we have to balance. Um, I'm also a mom of a 15-year-old sophomore in high school, a Disney fanatic. And uh, I love cake. Nice. I love cake too. (laughs) No, you, you definitely have a lot of things going on. And as far as like juggling all of the plates, especially with the the metaphor with the high wire too, I know it's easy for things to kind of get dropped um, or things get missed in life. So I was just wondering, what are some of the things that you have done to kind of simplify things or to make it so that you can juggle things a lot easier? So one of my favorite tips to share is to automate your life, automate as many things as you can. We're lucky enough to live in a country 
at a time in which many, many things can be automated for other people to handle for us. For example, this morning, I put my dry cleaning out on my porch and the dry cleaning company comes to get it. It might cost a few dollars more, but I don't have to go somewhere twice, you know, once to drop it off, once to pick it up. And what I like to do is an inventory of my day or a week and say, God, where, you know, where did I spend time where I didn't necessarily have to? And I've become really good at that because I don't think I've stepped inside of a grocery store in well over a year. I automate my grocery delivery. Um, and, and, you know, with, with services like Instacart, it's not just groceries. You can get your vitamins. You can get, you know, Costco delivered BJ's, um, Last year, a friend of mine used Instacart to get her kids Halloween costumes. Um, <laughs> you know, automate paying your bills, automate any type of delivery service. And, and, you know, a lot of women, including me, have a hard time. I'm a first generation Italian-American and I came from a family that didn't have much. So it seems frivolous, right? It's like, why should I spend extra money for someone to pick out my tomatoes at a grocery store? I could do that myself. But just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And our most precious commodity is our time. And we have to really be diligent about time-saving activities. Yes, and amen to all of that. Mm -hmm. And I was going to ask you about that because I know that, at least for me, I'll be honest, I've already kind of inventoried my day. And the thing that I spend the most time on is cleaning my house. And I know, I know, I know, I know. I need to get someone in here and do it. But it's just just, tiss, girl. I know, (laughs) but it's just something inside of me just cannot let it go. And my husband's already given me the okay. And I'm like, I just need to do it and just let it go. But again, that, that mentality that like, oh, like I can do it. But just like you said, doesn't mean that I should be doing it. Right. And think about what you could be doing instead of doing that. You know, you could maybe take a walk or relax or work on your business or, you know, it's really looking at what that automation, what opportunity that automation provides, right? Because when you're when you're saying like no to this, you could say yes to that. And that's you know, I think as busy working women, we have to really get into that mindset of we live in a world of modern conveniences. I mean, you can get anything delivered anywhere. Um, and yeah, it can get pricey. So you have to kind of weigh your options of, you know, how much am I willing to pay and what is my time worth? Absolutely. And I know my time is very valuable. So yes, I am going to stop doing that and start automating yes. that one because that is a big one, but I like how you brought up the dry cleaning and the groceries, because those are two big ones, at least for me, that I'm like, I'm not doing that. Um, now I'd let that go a long time ago. It's just the cleaning. Yeah, I let go. Sure. But is there anything else off the top of your head that you're thinking that, yeah, like that's automated. Like, I'm not thinking about that. You know, a lot of, um, during the pandemic, a lot of retail stores closed and it's hard to find clothing in. Um, I'm a big fan of subscription boxes. I do Stitch Fix. Um, Stitch Fix sends you a a box once a month or every two weeks of clothes. Um, And I love that because I'm updating my wardrobe. I don't keep everything they send me. You know, they might send you five items and I might just keep one, but I'm getting a new shirt, you know, once a month or a pair of pants. Um, And I don't have to go anywhere. 
you know, I don't have to go out to the mall. Like the mall doesn't even have anything anymore. Amazon's great, but hard to buy clothes from. Stitch Fix uses, you know, an algorithm. Um, and there's other subscription boxes that do the same thing where they track what you like, what you don't like. And it's just a way of automating shopping. Same with um, prescriptions, right? Like, you know, Amazon has, well, it's called pill pack, but there's lots of pharmacies that will automat- automatically just send you your prescriptions once a month. Again, there's two trips that you're saving, right? You don't have to go, you don't have to call, you don't have to pick it up. No one's texting you. It just comes in your mailbox. And I love, I love those two things because, you know, none of these things take a terribly long amount of time, but cumulatively it adds up, right? And it adds up to lots of hours in your life. Yes, absolutely. And I just got on the stitch bandwagon too. So I'm doing that too as well. So I can totally vouch for that. And I absolutely love it. Now, I just wanted to switch it up a little bit because I know I talked a little bit about feeling a little guilty about the whole cleaning thing, but I'm wondering about the moms that are listening who want to, you know, do all the things like have the career and be an awesome mom and do whatever else they have, you know, inside of their hearts that they have the passion to do. I'm just wondering how can women truly be good at doing everything and really get rid of that guilt? So here's the secret. You can have it all, but you can't have it all at the same time. Um, The expectations on the modern American women are absolutely absurd. I mean, how many things can one girl do, right? I mean, and and we're bombarded by these messages of, oh, you know, plant-based meals, 10,000 steps, drink your water. You know, your child's first day of school pictures have to be perfect with a little sign that you bought off of Etsy and, and you have to go on date night and climb that corporate ladder. It's like, are you kidding me? Who the heck could do all of this? It's insane. And I think we get so buried by the expectation of everything has to be perfect. And I like to just compartmentalize my life. Like, okay, here's the deal. I got to make lunches for my kid that go on first. I'm not. I'm going to give him 10 bucks to buy his lunch for the week at school. Um I'm not going to worry about getting, you know, all my steps in every single day. Maybe I'll focus on that twice a week. And really by compartmentalizing, you at least take all of the things you should be doing in bite-sized pieces. But I'm also a big proponent of don't do all these things you don't want to do. Like I don't like to bake. And for years I made myself bake Christmas cookies with my son because, you know, I should do it. And it would be a good memory for him. I was only thing that he was going to remember was me swearing (laughs) about the frosting and the sprinkles all over the place. So I stopped doing it and that's okay. We can't do it all. And we don't have to, this isn't the recipe that you wrote for yourself. This is someone else's recipe and you could tweak it and you could take it bite by bite. You do not have to do everything that the world is telling you you should do. Now, I know you're like me and only have a million and one things to do in a day and feel like you need an extra pick me up in the morning to get you going. And typically I grab for a cup of coffee, but lately I have been reaching for Magic Mind. 
Magic Mind is not an energy drink or a coffee-based drink. It is actually the world's first productivity drink, and it helps me to feel more focused and helps me to beat that procrastination that tends to creep up throughout the day. In the end, I end up feeling way more productive and I get into that work and flow state so much easier. Now, Magic Mind has been my go-to morning routine drink, and I promise you it has helped me so, so much, and I definitely want you to get the benefits of it. So go on over to magicmind.co slash mom and use the promo code mom20 to get 20% off. I promise you, once you start taking this, you will not feel the same way about coffee in the mornings. I know my coffee intake has gone down significantly, and I know that you will be way more productive too in the end. So like I said, go on over to magicmind.co slash mom and use the promo code mom20 for 20% off. All right, go ahead and get it now. I promise you, you'll Thank me later. Yes, yes, I totally agree. And really quick, I just turned my video off because everyone in this house is streaming right now. So I'm ah, turning no it problem. off so that the um we don't use up too much bandwidth. If you turn off yours, I won't be mad too, but I just ah, really no want to get good audio. Um, so just wanted to tell you about that. Sorry, and I'm gonna edit that yeah, out no, too. No problem. <laughs> but yes, I really love everything that you just said, and I think I heard Oprah saying that quote too about you can have it all, just not all at the same time. And it was yeah. hard for me to kind of wrap my head around that because, like you said, it's kind of this expectation that we're supposed to do all the things and be all the things to everyone. So I I love the way that you say to cart compartmentalize things because Mm -hmm. that makes it so much easier. And I can definitely see like, okay, how can I do better in this area? Um, and, and start eliminating some of the things that really don't matter because you are right. There's a lot of things that we do that we could easily get rid of that don't really make a difference or don't really light us up. So I love that you brought that one up. Yeah. And we're, you know, we're all individuals, but yet we all think we should be doing the same exact thing right? Because we've been told this story of, you know, a good mom or a good wife does this, this, and this, but who is that? Where did that recipe come from? Right? Like, what if I don't like those ingredients in the recipe? I'm not doing that. Right? Like, you know, if I want to go on a date night once a month or not at all, that's, that's my choice. Doesn't mean that I don't love my spouse. Doesn't mean I go out but we get caught up in, in what other people telling us what to do. And, and then we just feel like, oh, we can't do anything. And then we just check out and we do dumb things like scroll on our phone for 11 hours a day <laughs> or watch bad TV. <laughs> definitely watching bad TV and scrolling. <laughs> yes, I definitely seen that. Now I'm thinking about the moms too, who are looking at you, especially as a, as the working mom. And they're like, okay, all right. I see how, how you're able to do this now, but how are, have you like changed things over the years? Or is there anything in particular that you've really had to shift or um, things that you've had to let go in order to get to this place where you're at now? Definitely. So, um, particularly when my son was younger, um, you know, he's an only child and I felt like I had to be at every, I'd have to be at his school in every capacity, whenever they asked for a volunteer or a room mom, or, you know, someone to bring in cookies. Like I always said, yes. And over time I realized I didn't love all of those things. Actually, some of them I really didn't like at all. Um, and it took me a good 
you maybe eight years to, to recognize, you know what, being involved and being miserable doesn't make sense. Um, so now he's in high school and when they ask for volunteers, I only do things that I think I'll enjoy, you know, not that I feel like I should do because, you know, when you think about it, when you're, when you're old and you're gone, your kids aren't going to remember, you know, the cupcakes that you brought into their classroom, but they are going to remember, God, my mom was always a raving lunatic and was in a bad mood and yelling at me, you know, every time we had to go to school, that's what they're going to remember. So taking me a long time to realize that I don't have to do absolutely everything that's out there with respect to my kid doesn't make me a bad mom. Um, and when I do want to plug in and do the things I like, then I actually enjoy that time and we're both happy. Yes, yes, yes. I am totally with you on that one. And and that was one thing for me too, because I thought I had to be, you know, that amazing Pinterest mom making all the fun little projects and things like that. And mm-hmm. I really was awful at it. And so, yep. yes, <laughs> I can definitely agree about letting that go and just trying to create those memories because I'll be honest with you. I had a conversation with my mom similar to this, like, you know, kind of venting to her about how I'm like doing all these things and I don't really enjoy it. And she's like, well, why are you like, why do you feel like you have to do all these things? And I'm like, because that's what I'm supposed to do. And she was like, <laughs> no, she's like, you don't have to be there. And she was like, remember your dad, he wasn't there for all of your, your dance um, competitions and, and, um, in shows and things like that, because I used to dance um, competitively back in high school mm-hmm. and in college. And I used to be like, we used to have performances all the time, but yeah. my mom, I remember her there for like a huge majority. But when she said that it like literally like <laughs> I'm grown and have kids and it just occurred to me that my dad wasn't always there and I just realized it but it just right. wasn't that I missed him or you know I was mad like he was there for the things that actually mattered so I that's when I gave myself the permission slip like it's okay if you're not there for everything or you don't do all the things so I love that you brought that up for sure we we tell ourselves these false stories Um, and, and kudos to your mom for saying, well, then why are you doing this? Right? Like, it's like, and if we watched our kids trying to do all this stuff, we'd say, are you crazy? You can't do all this, but we expect ourselves to do it. And we wonder why we're depressed or we feel terrible or, you know, all these things. We just, we make it, we make it so much harder than it needs to be. Yes, definitely. Now I, I always like to to think about this, if, but I wanted to ask you this particular question, and, and that's if you had any advice and could go back and talk to the, the mom who just brought home that baby that's now 15, <laughs> what would you tell her um, as far as what you know now that you could have done things a little differently? Um, two things, chill out. Um, it's not as hard as it seems. It, sometimes it's hard because we make it that hard. And I always share this with young moms. I know kids until they're about like eight or nine, they don't really have a concept of time. You know, like we know as adults what six hours feels like or what an hour feels like, but little kids don't. And I remember I used to drive myself crazy when my son was like a year old, like, oh, I've been working for seven hours and I haven't been with him for seven hours. And He didn't know what seven hours meant. They don't have any concept of time. Um, All they know is how you feel. 
and how you make them feel. And I used to put so much pressure on myself. So now at my law firm, I have a lot of young moms and they stress about having to go, you know, to an overnight business trip or something. I'm like, your baby won't know that you're gone for that long. Like, yeah, they'll miss you and they'll be happy when you're back, but they're not looking at their clock. They don't have one. Thank God. <laughs> Definitely. And I, <laughs> I can think of many times where I realized like my son doesn't even realize like I was gone for that long. And Correct. yes, I, I have little ones. They're eight and five right now. So I know um, as they get older, you know, that will change, of course, because I remember my mom told me she was like, now is the time that you want to like work and put the hours in because when they become teenagers, you need to be in their face because of hormones and all that stuff. Oh, so yeah. Definitely yep. want to, to make sure that, um, yes, I'm, I'm a little bit more present um, when they get a little bit older, but I definitely agree with the, yeah, the they don't really observe the clock like we do. No, they don't. They don't have any context for what it means. And so we have to remember that as adults, like they're, they're not looking at their Apple watch every five seconds. They're just mm-hmm. not. Yeah, for sure. Now I was just wondering, I know you've given us a lot of really great advice, but if you had any other motivational quote, words of encouragement for us real happy moms before we signed off. You know, I really think you've got to monitor that voice in your head because so many of us walk around saying terrible things to ourselves. Like, Ugh. you know, I'm talking right now and I'm looking at the camera thinking, oh God, my hair looks kind of frizzy. Um, or, you know, oh, I look fat or, oh, my son's lunch today is the lunchable. And we have this really negative voice and I have to stop myself numerous times a day and try to shift that because we wouldn't like it. If anyone talked to us like that, if our kids walked around saying stuff like that, we'd be devastated. But for some reason we feel like it's okay, you know, to beat ourselves up. Um, and I'm sure you've experienced this when you're in a group of women within 10 or 15 minutes, the first thing that someone says is, Oh, I need to lose weight. Oh, I'm so fat. Blah, blah, blah. You know, you just start complaining about how you look and your clothes are tight and the COVID 15 pounds and all that jazz. But let's just be kinder to ourselves. Let's pivot and look at what all the cool things are that we've done and accomplished. I mean, man, working women during COVID, what a nightmare. Um, Remote school, remote work, being with your family 24 seven, cooking. Um, I don't know about you, but I wasn't one of those moms that had the luxury of repainting bedrooms during COVID. I was in survival mode, keeping my business, you know, going and my kid, you know, remote school and, and all that. So just be kind, look back at what you've done. Even if you have to write down one thing a day that you like about yourself or that you've actually accomplished those things, the way that you talk to yourself and, and just taking inventory of the you're like, yeah, I did this. You know, I could do this again this morning. I was all stressed out about, you know, something, my son was playing football and I was worried. And I had to say to myself, you've been worried before about him and it's worked out fine. You know, and it was just that shift that was like, okay, take a deep breath. It's going to be fine. And I think as women, we're on this hamster wheel of go, 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 go all the time, but let's stop, say nice things. put things in perspective and the world is a much better place. 
Yes, definitely. I love that. Now, if we want to connect with you, learn more about you and about Highwire Woman, where can we find you online? So highwirewoman.com is the best place to find me. Um, I do a podcast as well that, that, that um, drops every Tuesday, Highwire Woman. And I I interview interesting women like yourself who are always trying to solve the problems of the Highwire Woman. Um, So I talk to people from all different industries and we always have a lot of fun tips and tricks on how to stay on that high wire. Um, And I love working with other women who are just trying to be better versions of themselves. So you can definitely reach out to me on highwirewoman.com. Awesome. Awesome. And I'll be sure to include all of the links to get in contact with you in the show notes. So again, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, where is the button? There it is. <laughs> now that does it for this week's episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. Head on over to realhappymom.com slash 171 to get your hands on the show notes for this episode. And if you found this helpful, please make sure that you share this episode with a friend because sharing is caring and it will definitely help me out by getting the word out to other moms that this is a great podcast to listen to. I'll be back again next week for another full episode. Take care and with lots of love.